As older adults with vision loss, we understand your fears, your frustrations, and feelings of isolation. The Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss is here to help you as you pursue the independent lifestyle you deserve. For more information, visit www.aavl-blind-seniors.org or call 916-995-3967 for more information. AAVL, a supporter of the ACB Media Network. The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome in, take my hand, say hello to who you know and who you don't and who you can. We'll give promise to your springtime and beginnings to your ends. We'll try not to be cautious, we'll be friends. Welcome in everyone to Visibilities on July 29th. My goodness, we're getting closer to the new year than we are to the old one. Welcome again to Visibilities tonight. I want to thank Cindy LeBon for hosting with us this evening and Larry Gassman for streaming us. And I've got some wonderful guests with me this evening to talk about several of the, some of our special interest affiliates in the American Council of the Blind. ACB has had state affiliates since its inception back in 1961, and special interest affiliates uh, started somewhere in the mid to toward late 60s. Through those years, we've had many, many affiliates um, that served a purpose and then went, you know, kind of disassembled because they took care of what they needed to do. Um, they, Our affiliates, our special interest and our state affiliates truly are the backbone of this organization. Membership at large is something that was originally brought into the organization for people who lived in states where there was not yet a special interest affiliate, I mean, a state affiliate. Um, and once in a while, someone preferred to join as a member at large. But for people who are really interested in improving their own lives and the lives of other people in our blindness community, the affiliates truly are the way to go, whether it's a state or a special interest affiliate. Our um, requirements for each affiliate vary. Because actually, every affiliate of ACB is its own organization unto itself that has chosen to be a member of the American Council of the Blind. I think the main, the operative word here is council, um, in that it is a group of organizations, primarily. And tonight, and, and again on August 19th, we're going to be highlighting some of the special interest affiliates that are currently, <clears throat> excuse me, that are currently active and involved or reactivating in ACB. 
And our first affiliate that we're going to talk about tonight is one that's been in existence since, I'm going to say, about 1978. It has um, waned a bit, shall we say, through the years when there's been an issue that's needed to be dealt with, whether it was accessibility-related or employment-related or um, any number of other issues, the group that were members all had a common interest and a common goal. And that's really what a special interest affiliate is, people who have a common interest and common goals. And so our first affiliate that we're going to talk about tonight is one that I'm very pleased to be help to be working with to help a bit in reactivating, and that's the ACB government employees. Government employees started back in the, as I said, around 1978, and it was ACB federal employees. As the years went on, it uh, then expanded to government employees to include state employees. Um, and then uh, lo local employees as well, or any local municipality. And it's for both current and former federal, state, or local employees. Um, it's kind of been a little overshadowed, I think might be a way to put it, in the last several years by all of the 508 coordinators and 508 offices and everything to do with that. But there are still a lot of other issues beyond access, beyond basic accessibility that government em employees, again, whether it's federal, state, or local, still have in common and still need to do some work. As, as, of course, we still need to work on accessibility, but there are other issues that we need to be looking at as well. I think we need to be looking at <clears throat> some things to do with, um, well, for instance, with the federal, with the retirement systems, whether it's the FERS or the CSRS, with the um, thrift incentive plan, thrift savings plan, and those kinds of things also carry over in individual ways into the state organizations as well, the state agencies that have their own retirement plans, for instance. Um, leave issues. Uh, I remember one time when government employees really banded together because there was a time when if you wanted to get a guide dog, you had to take sick leave. And that was just an across-the-board issue. Uh, eventually, some of the agencies changed that that uh, philosophy and I think now just about every agency has since then um, but ACB government employees had a lot to do with that um, there's still an awful lot that needs to be done again at this point and I'm going to introduce Renee Zellickson because she is the current president of ACB government employees, and she's working very hard to reactivate that organization and use um, her expertise and a few other people's to pull together a number of issues that government employees 
are um, facing in this day and age. So with that, I am going to welcome Renee. Thank you very much. Uh, Yes, uh, my name is Renee Zellickson, and and I am recently retired from the Social Security Administration. I retired May 31st of this year, and I've worked there for uh, 21 years and eight months. So I started in September of 2000. During that time, I have encountered many uh, 508 issues regarding legacy scripts and when, when i mean by legacy scripts uh the a, the um the uh computer software that is worked uh with in order to process claims and this is across the board in other agencies and to to deal with the day-to-day operations uh, is over 30 years old so they're dealing with pre-dos and uh, they're working with JAWS, and we're not allowed to use even any other um, software such as Narrator. So when JAWS stops reading and you don't have Braille, you're reliant on a, on a reader. A reader is a person that is contracted to either read, read the screen to you or read documents to you. And that's a 504 issue in regards to the fact that you don't have, they're contracted to work with you, but but they're not available all day. So that's one of many issues that I want to tackle now that I am uh, retired and tried to tackle prior to that. So I wrote a draft of a 504-508 cadre, which I think needs to be implemented and I say draft because I am sure that it needs to be worked on. Um, I would like to um, to uh, to as as um, as Terry explained, I would like to re, um, revitalize this because I think state and local apl- employees have this problem as well. Although I don't know that they have the readers that we have at work, and there are issues with. Um, with working in the workplace as far as the glare from the lights and the reasonable accommodations that were not given as far as removing overhead lights if you're uh, in my example when working and the, the i don't have jaws or braille since i have a little partial vision and if the reader's not there i can use my magnification to read the screen but when you have overhead lighting it is a glare. Anyway, um, I we do have a uh, an email list uh, that I that you can subscribe to, and I would be happy to send you a subscription if you'll contact uh, Cindy Hollis and request uh, to um, have me contact you. Uh, then she can she can give me your name and your email, and I can contact you to to give you that. Um, list um the email list to subscribe to and then you can be on our on our on our list um as far as dues we're not worrying about dues this year uh we'll start that up next year i am trying to establish a website so that i can put up the um the draft that i put together so that people can read that or I will email it to you if you prefer to see it firsthand. Uh, I, 
don't know what else quite to say. And uh, um, I, um, so you can ask Cindy Hollis for my email address. And my name is spelled R-E-N-E-E. My last name is spelled Z as in zebra, E-L-I-C-K-S-O-N. And she can give you my contact information. Renee, um, two things. The other thing is that your contact information, yes, you can get it from Cindy. The other way, if somebody wants to get it, for instance, like over the weekend, when Cindy might not be working 24-7, is if you go to the acb.org, go to affiliates, go to special interest affiliates, it has Renee's name and contact information there as president of ACBGE. Thank you, Terry. I'm sorry I've forgotten that little piece of information. And the other thing that I'll tell you, too, because I did it this way the other day, so I know it works, is you can also subscribe to the ACBGE email list by sending a message to ACBGE, as in government employees, and then the plus sign, subscribe at ACB lists, plural, ACBLISTS dot org. That will send you back an automatic uh, confirmation. You send in the confirmation. And then I think it goes to Renee and she subscribes you. But you can do that. That's another way that you can also get on the email list or not. Um, I know that works only because I did it recently myself um, because I had somewhere along the line fallen off of that list. Um, And, uh, you know, and and I think it's important, Renee, I think you're open to if people have other issues um, that they want to bring forward uh, as possible topics for the government employees list to uh, to look at, I assume that would be okay. Absolutely, and I and are we're going to have a meeting September the twenty fifth, which is a Sunday evening, at um, eight o'clock Eastern time, and I will post that to the list. And I wasn't sure I was allowed to give out that list. I don't know why I, 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 I security minded, and I <laughs> wasn't sure if I was allowed to, you know, to tell to to mention the list name. Yeah, no lists we can do e- personal emails we can't but lists we can <laughs> you have to keep track of the rules yes i Gets am tricky sometimes anyway i thank you very much um i am going to probably right now jump back at into cindy Lebon um for a second cindy yes ma'am i know you have that pre-recorded piece Actually, on this computer, I don't, but I can go through the things really fast. Oh, okay. You want to do that for raising hands and got it? Yes, ma'am, I will. We'll do that now. I know. I don't have that lovely voice of Chanel. Sorry about that. (laughs) Anyway, first of all, if you all want to speak, make sure you've hit the got it button on your computer or slide over on your smartphone and hit it. If you are on your landline or push button phone, you don't have to do anything. So you're good. So if you are on your computer to raise and lower your hand, Alt-Y to mute and unmute, Alt-A. If you're on your smartphone, 
to raise and lower your hand. It is the right-hand corner and more to mute and unmute. It is in the lower left-hand corner and sometimes in the middle. If you're on your Mac, raise and lower your hand, option Y, to mute and unmute, command shift A. And on your landline, raise and lower your hand, start star nine, and push button phone to mute and unmute is star six. That's it. Thank you very much. So I just wanted everyone to know that because if you have any questions or comments or ideas, you're more than welcome to raise your hand anytime during the call and we will fit you in. And with that, I'm going to thank Renee and uh, we will, she will be on to answer any questions during our call. And I'm going to go on to something maybe a little more fun at this point. Um, I'm trying to zigzag here a little bit. Uh, and that is Peter Alchel is with us. And Peter is at least past president. And I'm not sure exactly if there's a position he hasn't held in the Friends of Art of ACB. And Friends of Art is another organization that's been around since sometime in the, at least in this, I, I remember it back in the mid-70s, uh, mid to late 70s. And they are the group that among many, many other things has put together for many years our wonderful and fabulous uh, showcase of the performing arts every year at convention. And if you've ever, if you've never got, gotten a chance to attend the showcase, make, make sure you take the time and at least listen to it on one of the podcasts because it is well worth it. They are the most talented group of people you will find in ACB. And so, Peter, are you with us? I believe you are. I saw your name down here someplace. I am here. Can you hear me? There you are. Good evening. Good evening. And thank you for inviting us to your uh, podcast. And how can I best uh, help you, so to speak? You can tell everyone about FIA. Well, the place to start uh, is our website, which is friendsinart.org. So if you go to friendsinart.org, you will find um, a lot of information about us, including uh, you can you can join us. Uh, dues are $15 for um, everybody but students, $10 for students. Um, and we welcome many new members as we as we can get. Uh, you may want to know what Friends in Art does. Um, we have information about that too uh, on our site. We have a brochure that we we throw around once in a while. Um, but basically, we are um, a bunch of artists, a bunch of artists and audience members who love the arts and try to make arts. We try to do two things: we try to make um, uh, arts more accessible to audience members and to artists. And we, we um, especially during conventions, we um, put together workshops uh, that we think will improve the uh, skills of artists and audience members sometimes. So um, every convention, we have a writer's workshop where we talk about issues related to writers. 
this year we had a, um, a panel on how to edit your work at last year's convention. Um, and that was a great success. Uh, we had a session on harp playing in honor of our prior president, uh, Lynn Heddle. Uh, I am uh, the program chair. Our current president is Mike Mandel. Um, I'm not sure where Mike is these days, but I'm sure he's doing just fine. Um, uh, we uh, so we do that. We have a um, prose and poetry workshop where we encourage people to just come on and read their prose and poetry to uh, to, a, to an audience. It's, it's less formal than the showcase, um, but it gives people a chance to read their stuff. Uh, Carl, uh, Carla Hayes has been running that uh, for us for years and it's fabulous. Um, what, uh, this year, last year, we had a session on um, uh, artificial intelligence and music, which was really terrific. Derek Lane did that, um, talked about what, what can be done to uh, record and mix and uh, stuff that I didn't know even existed, uh, uh, amazing stuff that can be done. That was a great session that once, once the podcasts come out, we hope you listen to that as well. I'm sure I'm forgetting something. Um, but of course, then there is the showcase. And I need to give um, uh, props to NextGen. We uh, have been reaching out to NextGen for the past couple of years uh, with the hope of sort of encouraging them to join us in some of our activities and especially the showcase. And for those who heard the showcase, um, uh, uh, which was online virtual uh, this year again, um, you may have noticed there are a lot of new uh, artists or performers this year. And um, a lot of new styles. We, you know, we we don't we haven't in the past years done a lot of stuff with hip hop and rap, and this year we did both. Um, and it was really exciting for me as the guy who sort of helped put this all together to to, to see this come together and shape and shape it. And uh, it was uh, we are I am so grateful to Next Gen for the work they did to promote us with their members with their members and get some of their folks to perform with us and for us. And we hope to do more of that uh, for next year's convention. Uh, beyond that, we have a scholarship, a $2,000 scholarship um, that we offer to students who are interested in majoring in something to do with the arts. Uh, last year, we, we did it. We used the ACB regular scholarship uh, process uh, or um, uh, network, if you will, uh, which made it much easier for us. And so they helped us. Uh, uh, you know, figure out who we uh, send us uh, potential candidates, and um, uh, it was just much easier for us. And we got a much broader range of diverse talent as a result. So we thank the scholarship committee for that, which I've recently joined, which is a fabulous uh, committee. Um, so we do that every year. Uh, last year, our winner uh, is uh, going to uh, a college in Pennsylvania majoring in um art therapy not music therapy but art therapy and that raises a, a, a oh a, a, a thing that we've been trying to work on the past couple of years we tend to focus more uh we've tended in prior years to focus most of our energy on musicians and writers and um we've been trying for the past couple of years to to to, to expand our outreach to other artists you know the the potters the the artists the painters uh, all of whom are visually impaired, the dancers. And we uh, had a um, um, panel this year of folks who are, are sort of the non-traditional artists, if you will, uh, talked about their experience and how they how they got to where they are and how they 
promote their work and the advocacy efforts they've been trying to do to get their stuff in museums. A fascinating group of people. And that leads me to another one of our projects is that over the, over the past um, couple of years, we have been um, hosting monthly what we call art parlor podcasts where we every we interview uh, artists um, who um, are doing interesting things in the arts who are visually impaired. And um, uh, one of the things we one of the people I interviewed most recently was Maya Scott, who's one of these non uh, traditional artists. And it was just a fascinating uh, interview. And she put us in touch with other non visual artists. And we expect um, and we will we expect to continue recording these podcasts. And I should say these podcasts are broadcast on ACB media. And so uh, at various uh, times. And uh, we, we, we update them every month, at least we try to. And so we, we are planning to interview we are planning to interview a lot of these non-visual artists over the past uh, over the next year. And I don't know who else we're going to interview, but we've, we've interviewed lots of people. Uh, we've uh, a voiceover actor and uh, musicians and uh, writers and whoever else we can grab a hold of. Um, and they're very informal interviews. And they're lots of fun to do, and I think they're lots of fun to listen to. Uh, the past Christmases, they f- uh, f- featured my work on Christmas carols that I've been doing on and off for the past ten years. So it's uh, and so we do we do that. Uh, and um, one other thing that we we do and we'd like to do more of over time is uh, accessibility stuff. Um, and, and in the past, we've uh, worked with the Berkeley uh, College of Music to make their programs more accessible. And it really has made a huge difference to a lot of the visually impaired people there. Um, they made their computers more accessible and they they trained people how to use their technology. And it's quite cool uh, what, what we did uh, a while back with Berkeley. And we also do quite a bit of work with art museums to make sure, try to make their, their programs more accessible to uh, audience members, especially to come in and, um, you know, so people, you know, can, have a sense of what's there, either through touch or through what we, what the big word is docents who come in and, and describe um, what's going on. So we are a pretty active group. We would love it if some of uh, if folks are interested in the arts. You do not need to be an artist to join us. We, an audience member is perfectly fine uh, who ha- could give us some ideas and directions to go and to help us with the work that we're doing. Um, so again, I would encourage you to uh, join our web, come to our website, which is friendsinart.org. We also have a listserv, which you can um, join from our site. Um, uh, that we we send various articles and s- announcements of things coming and whatever else you know comes across. Mostly my desk, um, and so that's uh, essentially what Friends in Arts is. And uh, if you have any questions, we're happy to take them. Otherwise, we hope some of you will uh, consider joining us. I'm not sure when the showcase is going to be rebroadcast on ACB Media. I assume it's just going to be a podcast, but I haven't heard anything about that yet. So when I do hear something about it, uh, I will um, alert the the various lists. We also will be up uh, putting on our site um, over the next months or so prior prior showcases that we've done over the past 20 years or so. So uh, for those who want to hear prior showcases, uh, thanks in large part to Mike Rabbit. Uh, we will be um, doing that. Uh, so just keep an eye on our website at friendsinart.org because uh, we will have that stuff up there 
uh, over the next uh, several months, I think. So that ends my presentation. Uh, thank that, you, sir, for the opportunity. That is wonderful. I'm so excited about the new, about being able to get some of the old ones. I have some of the very old ones that um, used to be fundraisers for FIA that were uh, that are on cassette. Yes. Um, we have a few of those still around, still here in the house. Don't have well, a cassette player to play them on anymore. But. But with, and that actually reminds me of something that we, we will be doing, I think, for next year's convention is we're going to try to put together uh, uh, some highlights of showcases um, for, for sale at the marketplace or wherever we end up selling our stuff. And it's a little complicated because we can't copyright is a problem. So we, we can't, um, uh, you know, it, we have to, we only can, we only can put on these things, original stuff uh, because obviously, you know, the ASCAP and the music folks, you know, want royalties, which is a reasonable request, but we can't honor that. Uh, we don't have the money to do it. So right. uh, we, we will be, you know, original stuff primarily um, will be on the CDs and, you know, other stuff we can like um, classical stuff is, is exempt from copyright. So those who have sung classical stuff, We'll probably put up. Um, so that's coming uh, for next year's convention. Um, but that's all I know at the moment. That's going to be a major project for us to figure out what we can and what we can't put on our, our sort of compilation of stuff. So that's coming. Well, that is great. And, and I, I love the idea that you're getting into different types of artwork, you know, like painting and that type of thing. I know we have a couple of paintings here. Um, one in particular hangs over my husband's desk that was done by one of the early members of Friends in Art was a man named um, Merrill Maynard. Oh, yeah. And he was from Massachusetts. And he did a lot of paintings. Actually, the one that we have is um, of the bell tower at Perkins and reflected oh, wow. in their pond and that kind of thing. And, and I have another one somewhere and I can't remember it's it's a lot of trees I can't remember what what's under the trees right now it's gone from me um, it's actually I think I took it down to put something up for Easter and didn't put it back up so I can't find it to look at quickly ah. but I think that but and it, because that's when you used to do the uh, what did they use what did you say the art parlor and that yeah, type we, of thing. Yeah, well, we, we used to have an art parlor where we would uh, have a contest for uh, artists who would submit stuff, and we would uh, have the artists talk about their work and sort of show it in our suite. But with COVID, we haven't done that for a while, but we yeah. need to it up again, although that's a conversation we are having amongst the board about whether we will uh, come to the convention in force uh, to do our showcase live. That's a, that's a conversation we will have over the next months. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, as Terry, as you said, it's a fundraiser for us. And if we're going to do it, we need to make sure we can actually make money because yeah. with, with, with the, um, cost of, 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 of audio visual and stuff, it may make it prohibitive for us to do that. So we'll just, we'll, but we'll have to wait and see how the costs shake out before we make that decision. But that's something we are thinking about. Well, that is great. And, and I think it's wonderful that it's, open you know that you're encouraging people who like myself who have absolutely no artistic ability <laughs> but really want to support the arts and i think that you know there are many of us around who could do that very easily um by becoming a member of friends in art uh 
And as I say, it's been a, a, a thriving organization, a, a very active organization in ACB now for, oh, I don't know. It's, I wouldn't want to guess how many years. I know we're over, I know it's over 40. It is, I'm it is sure of that. It's, I was going to say about 45, I would yeah, guess. Um, I'm guessing it may be more than that, actually. Now that I think it, that. it might be. It I might be. Because I, I think the 40th anniversary was when we were in Vegas in 2005 or something. That, that was our 20th. Never mind. That was our 20th. So we're, we are, we're, we're up to 30, I think. Or 30 yeah, you're at least that because I know that you were in existence. The first one that we went to was in Atlanta in 81 or two. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember I, which, I and, I, and I think, I, I and I think it was before that. So, I, I uh, we didn't become an official uh, organization. I think took somewhere around eighty three or eighty five, one of those years. Uh, I didn't get engaged uh, really until the nineties. But um, the uh, we've been around. We we we've been around for a while, and yeah. know, we're hoping to grow. And we really are really thrilled with with the with the. Uh, Partnership with Next Gen. We uh, we're, we're hoping that we, is great. We build on that. We we yeah. are really hoping to do that, and I'm very yeah. grateful for, for the for the for the support we've gotten from them. So, and they're so ambitious. They, they are. are such an ambitious group. They've just they. I, I just I think they are just wonderful. And and, and there and there's so much talent in that group. Music talent. I mean, there is. I didn't realize how much until I, until I the showcase. I, I didn't know it until I got we we started getting stuff in, and you know all the stuff was incredible. Uh, whether it was live or sung to a you know to a track or whatever it was, it was really amazing stuff, and we we were just thrilled to to have to, to have those folks join us. So we will hope to do more of that over you know as 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 things go along. Well, very good. Well, let me just ask anyone in our audience tonight if anyone just remind you that if you do have any questions, want to know anything about uh, either one of the organizations that we've talked about so far uh you're more than welcome to raise your hand and um peter as i say peter and renee are both here and since i don't see any i am going to go on for now but anytime don't hesitate to raise your hand our third affiliate tonight i wanted to start with something serious I wanted to then go to something fun, and now I want to do a mixture of both because I think that BPI has probably pulled both of those areas along with several others together in a much more... Spheric. I'm not sure what the what the best term is, but I know that it's got so many different areas that members are working on. Some are serious, some are fun, some are um, a combination of both. Uh, and but every one of them is progressive. I guess is a good word for it. And with that, I want to introduce uh, our one of our newest board members of the ACB board and the president of Blind Pride International, and that is Gabriel Lopez Cafati, who's also one incredible person when it comes to wine and chocolates. 
<laughs> he's been on uh, he's been on visibilities before. Some of you may remember when we've done Valentines and holiday wines and all of those kind of fun things. That's why I say Gabriel covers the entire gambit. Um, <laughs> oh my god. But anyway, Gabriel, good evening. I'm so glad we have a chance to talk again tonight. Uh, I am very happy to be here. As always, it's a pleasure to be at Visibility. Thank you, Terry. And thank you, Sin. Well, thank Mary. you. And it's quite a crew we've got here tonight. Um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about, I remember when, well, it was originally blind, uh, B-Flag. B flag started, yes. started and we were all very involved in getting that going um with rob hill and yeah uh all of that and that's what 22 years ago now 22 22 yep. my god we're <laughs> getting it's amazing how we were about seven at the time i guess um <laughs> <laughs> well i wasn't born Ah, that, that's why we didn't know you then. That was it. You weren't born yet. <laughs> no, I wasn't born into the ACB world. I was actually still living in Honduras back then. Ah. But, uh, yeah. So Terry, tell, us, was... tell, tell us where BPI is today. Wow. <laughs> like you said, we're all over the place. <laughs> and and yes, one of the uh, having participated in, in many of the, you know, areas of BPI from, you know, treasury to convention planning to PR to now presidency. Um, I can tell you that you you, you couldn't have uh, been more <laughs> right on spot. We we always send a message out letting everyone know that you know we are an affiliate where you can learn mingle while having fun and uh where bpi stands right now is uh, we are we we try to always stay true to our mission and vision so we are primarily an advocacy organization um the origin of bpi uh back then b flag is uh, a very interesting one because uh, I know back then and probably still today there's uh, there may be a lot of question marks in people's minds about you know the uh, the need of an organization like BPI. Well, let me tell you that for me BPI was a life changer, a lifesaver actually, and uh, there are uh, there are aspects of being blind or visually impaired members of the LGBTQ community that are very, very specific to us. And those are the areas in which we advocate. Um, we try to make sure that people know their rights. Um, there's a lot of, you know, it's, it's, it's a double whammy when, when you are uh, part of both communities. Uh, for example, you are a guide dog user who's part of the LGBTQ community. Um, you can experience a lot of discrimination uh, in housing, in employment, in um, uh, transportation. Well, transportation goes, you know, for all of us guide dog users. But anyway, um, BPI uh, has made sure that we advocate for everyone. And uh, right now, BPI has grown, grown very strong in terms of allies as well. Uh, we welcome everyone. You do not have to be uh, or identify as part of the LGBTQ plus community 
to be a member. Um, we have our allied members are very, very strong part of BPI. Actually, we have a podcast coming up on how to be a great ally. And um, along the course of the years, BPI has been uh, morphing into what we are today. Uh, we have incorporated some resolutions. For example, we uh, submitted a resolution to have NLS create a category for LGBT um, titles within the within the BART platform. Uh, we have also been working with a resolution in terms of uh, advocating within ACB for uh, correct pronoun usage and inclusive language. And uh, we also had a resolution to make sure that the BOP adopts the uh, AP standards of inclusive language and trying to move more towards, uh, you know, uh, generic or non-binary pronouns like they, them, they, there. And um, we have led those difficult conversations as well uh, in terms of uh, people being confused and people being uh, uh, afraid sometimes. And, you know, Terry, one of the things that BPI does is we, like you said, we kind of combine fun and serious. So we make sure, first of all, to let people know that the only thing that is not accepted in BPI is judgment. So BPI, we always present ourselves and we always maintain a safe environment where it is uh, free of judgment. So the only thing that's not welcome is judgment. <laughs> so as long as you come into BPI or you mingle with us with a spirit of learning and wanting to learn about others and others, especially who are different, who are diverse, um, you're more than welcome. There's never going to be anyone who's going to tell you in BPI that um, it's going to chastise you for making a mistake or using a wrong pronoun. We're all learning. Um, and we're all, sometimes I myself even make mistakes when, when someone has told me that their preferred pronoun is such and such, and I you know, sometimes make a mistake. It, it's okay. As long as you do it from a place of wanting to learn and wanting to grow and uh, wanting to accept others as they are, not trying to tell them who they should be. Um, Another thing that we do, we have a lot of uh, perks for our members. We have a discuss list. Uh, we have a WhatsApp group that is very active and people leave voice notes. And uh, we, you know, that's how we connect from not only within the U.S. We have members in Canada, the Philippines, um, Latin America. We have members all over. And uh, we have our podcast today is one of our, um, you know, biggest, biggest uh, sources of, of pride is to have a pride connection where we've covered a multitude of topics, um, you know, entertainment. Um, we have covered LGBT topics. We have covered um, some current issues. Um, definitely, uh, we have covered uh, blindness issues. Uh, both blind and LGBT combined as well. So back to the activities that we do, um, obviously, like Terry mentioned, wine is something that we started doing actually almost 20 years ago. I think it was the first time we did it was in Vegas. And the idea uh, with uh, 
the wine tastings and some of the other events that BPI has sponsored is to uh, bring something again, you know, something that represents the the uniqueness of BPI, both being um, a, a learning opportunity while having fun. And, uh, those have become very popular and uh, they're one of my favorite things to do. Um, we also have a fall social networking event. Um, we, uh, like I said at the beginning, we always try to stay true to our mission and vision. And as our parent organization, we are a membership-driven or affiliate. So we heard the the basically the the, the feedback that we got from our members, and many members wanted a time to meet with friends uh, outside of convention because we all know what uh, convention can be it's it's hectic it's it's everyone's busy we barely have time to chat or sit down for a cup of coffee or a drink or a meal so we have a fall social networking event obviously happens during the fall and we try to pick different destinations i know terry um has joined us um and uh and and uh, you know I, the same uh, the same goes for for our events so they're not exclusive for the lgbtq community we try to always keep it balanced in between mainstream and lgbtq same same goes with our workshops our workshops have varied uh our, our movies are always we try to keep our movies uh we have chris snyder who has had several award-winning movies just um exclusively audio described for bpi we presented those at conventions and um where we are right now also is in uh trying to expand our membership and trying to do more outreach and be more present within the lgbtq community at large uh, by attending pride events and uh, spreading the word uh, you know there is uh, uh, you know some of the some of the um, it, it's funny because some of the things that we've experienced in in the LGBTQ community is uh, and and sometimes in the in the disability community is uh, surprise because people don't even think that there can be someone who is uh, in my case, for example, I, I heard a lot of times where people told me, I didn't know there was such a thing as a blind gay person. <laughs> <laughs> and I know some people who, who have heard just the opposite. Um, that <laughs> is it most, uh, most every, is it most any blind guy gay? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. And, and that, and that's a big area of education. For us, uh, yeah. in terms of, of you know uh, bringing in, we we partnered with with wonderful people. Debbie Hazelton um, introduced us to Dr. Marilyn Volker, who who led the conversations that we had a couple of years ago with uh, with oh, all of ACB yeah. in terms of yeah inclusive language and and pronoun <laughs> usage, yeah and and you know in in terms of educating people and making th these topics. Um, getting those topics out into the air and, and just not keeping them as a taboo because this is the reality 
of many of us. And, and this is this, we want to be a part of the greater ACB community. Our members want to be part and they want to feel safe. So that's what we do. Uh, and like you well said it, Terry, we, we, we do it while having fun and while keeping a very, very relaxed attitude. Um, and, and making sure that people always feel welcome in BPI. Um, our membership, um, uh, we're around, uh, 140 right now, uh, 140 members, like I said, all over the world, but mainly here in the U S and, um, we, um, our membership dues are $15, uh, $10 for students. And we have a lifetime membership for $200 which can be paid in installments. And um, basically, I, I know I'm missing something, but I want to I wanna make a pause. You take a pause and I'll ask you two questions and I'll ask you a question. Sure. And that is, these are the simple ones, I hope, I think. <laughs> and that is how would one join uh, both the organization and your email list? Okay, so unfortunately, the email list is one of the perks that's reserved for members. So you would have to become a member in order to become to be part of the email list. Okay. We're planning we're planning to do an announce list that that is going to be open for everyone. But but the the, the discuss list, um, and that is because you know uh, we we want to keep it safe for our members. Right, right. that makes uh, sense. Because you know uh, there's a lot of LGBT topics covered in our discuss list. So to become a member, you can visit blindlgbtpride.org. That's again blindlgbtpride.org, and uh, there's a, there's a link that says join. That's a pretty simple way of doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Or you can call. You can call the number that shows on the website, and 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 you'll get you'll get assistance to join. Very good. Let me ask you something else. You you do a program, and the name of it is absolutely gone from my head. I know you usually do a session at convention, and I'm wondering if you do it any other time through the year. That. Um, it's like a support group. You know the, what I'm talking about? Uh, but not, not it, the Ally program, right? No, not the Allies. It's more like a peer support. Anybody that wants to cut, it's, it's usually kind of closed. Oh, oh my God. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, yes. I can't say the yes. name of it. It's gone from me. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it is, it is, it is a fun event. It's called Dare to Share. Yes, and Dare to Share, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And I'm wondering, do you do that during the year at all, or is that just a convention? You know, it's 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 just been a convention tradition, but, you know, you, probably you've given me an idea now. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have enough to do. I'll give you one more. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> No, that I've Anthony. always thought sometimes, that that has sometimes, to be a really cool thing. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes uh, I tell Anthony, please, no more ideas for one week. One week, <laughs> no ideas. No new ideas. <laughs> yeah, so just to tell you a little bit about it, uh, like Terry said, Dare to Share is a closed event because it is, um, Dare to Share was born from the 
idea of opening up to questions from our newest members in terms of uh, sexuality, sexual identity, sexual orientation, sexual practices. And uh, it started morphing into something where people started, you know, uh, we opened up to people saying, you know, telling and sharing an anecdote or something interesting or whatever they want to share or ask whatever question. So it's, again, it's a, it's a close environment and it's by invitation only, um, not, you know, not to say that you, that not everyone is welcome, but you do have to uh, let us know that you want to attend, especially now in the virtual world. Uh, when it's in, uh, in person, we, we do it, uh, in, you know, in a very, very intimate space to make people feel safe. And, um, and, and you know how they say, uh, whatever uh, happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, <laughs> whatever, whatever is said in there to share was never said. There you go. Now, that's what I've always thought was such a a wonderful thing about that session was that it was like that. You know, it's it's such a safe place for people. Yes. And it is not exclusively for LGBT. It's it's you know, we everyone goes straight, um, asexual people. Everyone is, is welcome. Well, very good. I happen to notice that Kenneth Semyon Sr. is very on our call. Big. And I know we have about six, seven minutes. Yes, ma'am. Um, but Kenneth is on. And Kenneth, if you want to, you are unmuted. Good evening. Good evening. Hey, this is a good uh, opportunity for everybody to learn about our special interest affiliates and uh, what a great part they play in ACB. So I wanted to join in and uh, the three affiliates you have, uh, I would say featured tonight, uh, all are doing a great job at uh, connecting with everybody within the organization. And this is a great way to get people to join into our organization. I remember years ago uh, when I found out about ACB Lions uh, and I was part of the local Lions Club, I thought this was the neatest thing to find a, a group of blind folks are getting together to do volunteer work in the community, uh, just a, a proud thing for me. And so I joined right away, but I've joined a number of our affiliates, but I need another job to pay to join all of them. But uh, I really would like to be a member of everyone uh, because just to be a supporting member, but I do have to pick and choose until uh, my, my funds get better. But I do want to say that uh, uh, I like the way that they're open to communication, such as even going back to government employee, ACB government employees, really uh, bringing it out about uh, local, state, and uh, federal. You know, I always thought of that being just for federal, and now I know some people that I can refer to ACBGE. And uh, then we go to Friends in Art. Really, the showcase has been fabulous, and this year it really was re- terrific with the different styles of art. I just thought it was so neat to hear singing and poetry and so many other things. Um, and uh, BPI is just known for just putting on some good programming out there and really trying to connect with everyone. Uh, so we have some good things going on right now within ACB, and I'm looking forward to hearing more about our affiliates thriving. Well, I'll tell you, you're going to hear a lot more because we have at least, I think it's six affiliates. They're not going to have this much time, unfortunately. Um, on yeah. the nineteenth of uh, the nineteenth of this month, in what is that? One, two, three weeks. I've got six of it. Was amazing. Everybody was busy this week, but everybody could make it on the nineteenth. I think we have, <laughs> we have five or six affiliates that are going to be on on the nineteenth to talk about their 
um, organizations as well. So start saving your pennies. That's one of the nice things. One of the things too that I do want to point out is as opposed to becoming, yes, it's only $10 to be a member at large, but when you become a member of most of these affiliates now tonight, I think all three of them said their dues is $15. Your, your, your actual dues to ACB through the affiliate is five. And so you're giving yeah. another 10 to support that a particular affiliate that you, you know, have a particular interest in. And I think that's important and it's that much more helpful to our affiliate, to our affiliates, whether it, again, whether it be special interest or state. Um, but you, you're right. It does start adding up. And <laughs> with that, I thank you very much. I just want to ask very quickly because we are running that. Well, first of all, I want to thank Gabriel. Ask anyone else if there are any other affiliate presidents on here. I haven't noticed any offhand, but I could be wrong. Um, God knows I've been wrong many a time before. Um, please get in touch with me, whether you're a state or a special interest affiliate, because we do want to highlight all of you as all of you as much as we possibly can. I'm going to be doing something similar for the state affiliates that are holding conventions between September and the end of the year soon. And then another one later in uh, later this year for the ones that will be holding conventions uh, or meetings in the first half of 2023. And with all of that, I want to thank you. I want to let people know that next week we are going to be talking about, I believe it's, we're going to be talking uh, about the convention serve feedback survey. And the week after that, there's going to be no more excuse for get up and get moving. I'm too old for that. I haven't got my muscle, my hips won't take it. My knees won't take it. Whatever it is, Leslie Spoon is going to be putting something together for us specifically for people who have trouble getting up to getting up to get moving. Um, <laughs> and, and as far as balance is concerned and that kind of thing, and she will be on on the 12th and on the 19th, we will have, as I say, I think it's five or six um, uh, more special interest affiliates that we're going to be talking about. And so I want to thank Gabriel and Peter and Renee all for being with me this evening. You all know how to get in touch with them. Seriously, this is the, to me, this is the best part of ACB are our special interest affiliates because it's something that each one of us has a particular interest in, whether it be art or um, as a government employee or a member or, or not of um, the LGBTQ community. We all find, you know, or it could be a, as, because you've got a guide dog or you're into libraries, any number of things. And uh, we will definitely be looking forward to seeing all of you next week. Stay safe, be happy, and enjoy the week ahead, weekend ahead of you.
Thank you so much for being with me this evening.